Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 1 Corinthians. Today is episode 450. We're looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 12 through 19. Let's read our passage. Now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then our proclamation is in vain, and so is your faith. Moreover, we're found to be false witnesses about God, because we have testified wrongly about God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up, if in fact the dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless. You're still in your sins. Those then who have fallen asleep in Christ have also perished. If we have put our hope in Christ for this life only, we should be pitied more than anyone. This is Paul's first letter to the church in Corinth. Church he had founded five years earlier on his second missionary trip. Now he's on his third missionary trip. He's in Ephesus, and he's writing this letter to the church in Corinth. They have got a lot of problems. They're a church that is caught up in a lot of misunderstandings. They seem to be trying to outdo one another as far as who is the most spiritual. They're very certain that they're very wise and they have a lot of knowledge and they're very spiritual. And Paul's been picking away at all these things that you're not nearly as wise as you think you are because you're thinking of human wisdom versus spiritual wisdom, godly wisdom. And you think you have a lot of knowledge, but there's a lot of things you don't know. And they think they're very spiritual because of these showy spiritual gifts. They think that they all have the gift of tongues. And Paul argued that no, everybody doesn't have the gift of tongues. And that the purpose of spiritual gifts is to build up the body of Christ, not to show who's the most spiritual. Now, chapter 15, he's talking about the resurrection. Last time we looked and he's reviewing the resurrection. He's reviewing the gospel that he preached them five years earlier when he first came to Corinth, and they believed the gospel. So he's reminded of that. Five years ago, you believed the gospel. So what happened? And the challenge seems to be about the resurrection. He lays that out very blatantly in this section here we're looking at today. Verse 12, he says, Now, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how come some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? So he's taken it back to the gospel that he preached to them five years earlier, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Those three things together are viewed generally as a single event, the death, burial, and resurrection. One of them doesn't make sense without the others. And even though we look at it and we say, okay, technically... When Christ died on the cross, that paid for our sins. Yes, but the resurrection was the proof that what he said was true. And that's why it's all looked at as a a single event, the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus. And to cast doubt on any part of that, like, was Jesus not really dead? Well, yeah, he was dead. That's why the burial is important. He was buried because he was dead. He was certified dead by professional executioners. And then he rose from the dead. And so all this is incredibly important in Christian faith. And he's saying, when I came to you five years ago and proclaimed the gospel, that's what was proclaimed. 
So now if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? So that's the problem right there. Some are saying there is no resurrection of the dead. Now the implication is it's not two or three people. It's a number of people and nobody's taking issue with it. Everybody seems to be going along with it. And this is just illustrative of the, the problems in Corinth that they're kind of, well, let's not be important, this resurrection thing. Paul say, no, it is incredibly important. And here he's arguing through why it's so important. So verse 13, if there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. Well, wait, wait, wait. We're talking about a general resurrection. You see, he's starting from basic principles of the principle of resurrection. So if nobody gets resurrected, then not even Christ was resurrected. In verse 14, and if Christ has not been raised, then our proclamation is in vain. And so is your faith. As he said up in verse 12, he said, if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead. So if that's not true, then that proclamation is in vain. And that's what their faith was based on. Five years earlier, when Paul came to Corinth, proclaimed the gospel, that's what they believed. That's what they trusted for salvation and became Christians. That was the basis of their faith. So if that's not true, he says, well, then our proclamation that Christ is raised from the dead is in vain. And so is your faith. That's what you believed in. Then you use verse 15. Moreover, we're found to be false witnesses about God because we've testified wrongly about God that he raised up Christ, whom he did not raise up if, in fact, the dead are not raised. So he's saying here, we've been saying this basic truth about how to be reconciled with God. The essence of the gospel is that we're separated from God because of sin. And the only solution to sin is forgiveness of sin. And that occurs by faith. Faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And when we believe that, confess our sin before God, and ask for forgiveness in faith, we are saved through that faith. That's what we've been saying. That's how you reconcile with God. So there is no resurrection. We've been lying. We've been lying about God. Saying that we're representatives of God when we've been telling lies about God. Verse 16. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, your faith is worthless. You are still in your sins. So that was the basis of our faith, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And if that's not true, then what you believed is wrong. So your faith is worthless. And that's what you were trusting for salvation, for the forgiveness of sins. So if it's not true, then you believe the wrong thing, so no, you really weren't forgiven of your sins. And so you still are in your sins. You're still under the condemnation of God. Verse 18, those then who have fallen asleep in Christ have also perished. That was a question the Thessalonian church had. What about those who already died when Christ returns? And Paul said, well, they resurrected. They actually go first and when Jesus returns. And that didn't seem a big question with the Corinthians, but Paul's bringing that up, that all the people who've passed away as believers were trusting in their faith for their resurrection. But if that's all faith, 
then no, they're they're gone too. They will not be resurrected. Then he finishes this section in verse 19. If we have put our hope in Christ for this life only, we should be pitied more than anyone. The point here is if if that's it, you know, there there is no resurrection, there is no eternity with God, then we're wasting our time. We've been telling people lies. We've been telling people falsehoods. We've been dedicating our lives to this lie. And yeah, well, that's, that's pretty pitiful to be perpetrating this lie on everyone and having devoted ourselves to this lie. And it's not like we're knowingly telling lies to people because we believed it. So if that's the case, yeah, we are to be pitied more than anyone. So this argument to this point is, if, if there's no resurrection at all, well, that includes Jesus. He wasn't resurrected. And that's a contradiction to that common faith that he looked at last time. That's what we all believe. That's what churches everywhere believe, is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's not really true. That's a contradiction of that common faith. He's going to go on through the rest of uh, chapter 15 talking about this. But the next section, he's going to say, well, Really, Christ has been resurrected. And because of that, there's two things that are happening. One is because Christ has been resurrected, we are assured of a resurrection. All who are in Christ will be resurrected. And the final destruction of death itself is something we look forward to. This just illustrates the the level of problem in the Corinthian church. And we talked earlier about some of these people who think they've already been spiritually resurrected, that they're now like angels. And so they're not looking ahead to some future return of Christ with bodily resurrection of all those who are dead in Christ. They're, well, they're very much concerned about themselves and how spiritual they are. They're like angels now. They're so super spiritual. And Paul's trying to bring them back to the gospel. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is the hinge, key point of the gospel, which is the focus of our faith, through which we are forgiven of sin and reconciled with God. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 1 Corinthians.